there welcome back to another episode of the root of all ashley the show where my attention span is shorter than jada pinkett's hair and joining me today are two of my besties with the testes <laughs> adrian say hi keep my name out your fucking mouth hi everyone how are we doing And Jeffrey's here too. He's gonna to introduce himself, but I just want to be clear that whenever I do these intros, these aren't super pre-planned. It's usually within the 20 minutes before we start recording. I'm like, oh crap, I need to come up with another intro. So I have to sit and think and use my last two brain cells that are already in overtime throughout the workday. And within probably 10 minutes of the show, do I actually come up with something to say? Jesus. And say hi, Jeffrey. Hey guys, it's Jeffrey, um, aka Have Spaceship Will Travel. We were back up in this business, and yeah, you guys are so funny. But actually, that was amazing though, because I really worked those two brain cells for the past twenty minutes, because that was very good. I was dying over there. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, man. They, like I said, they work in overtime. <laughs> and also, so my boy just killed over there too. <laughs> Keep my wife's name. Keep <laughs> oh, my name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should not be making fun of Will Smith. This is this is terrible. Will Smith should not be made fun of. Okay. Will Smith. One of them. I made fun of J- Jada Pinkett. A- Adriana is over here talking about keep my name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> well, granted, my you know. Well, I mean, granted, now it's a fairly old topic, but I mean, if you want to rant about it for a few minutes before going on to something else, by all means, you guys have at it. We will gladly take turns. I think I think we're all tired of hearing about it. My wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, man. That was epic, though. Yeah, it was, but like I just feel I think I'm kind of really tired of seeing just the constant news articles of that moment. Like, okay, everyone in the world knows what happens. We all, and then all these new articles are coming out about Jada Pinkett, and she's trash, and we all know it. Um, and but talking about that Oscar moment, like that part, we Adrian and I, we did like maybe ten minutes talking about it in a couple episodes ago. But other than that, I'm just like, okay, we had to talk about it. And then that's it. Like, it's just, mm, we, we've all seen it. We see the news articles, like, every single time we open up the phone. Or a computer. Whichever yeah. you prefer. Jenna's been trashed, though. I don't okay. know what we was thinking. Uh, I'm just going to keep my opinion, because I, I wasn't there for the last episode, so I got to say something about it. Um, like, typically, I don't, Will made a fool of himself, I think, personally. Because it's like, if he was defending, like, some chick that was, like, super... You know, like virtuous or whatnot, and I'll be like, okay, cool, cool, that makes sense. Defend your, defend your virtuous wife, your virtuous girlfriend or whatnot. But it's like, dude, like, I don't know how many people already gone through Jada already that I don't know about yet. And then this guy's over here slapping a comedian and making a joke about his wife. And that was even a bad joke. It was just like a okay joke. That was actually a very good joke. A GI Jane joke. That's actually a good, a good joke. I think we'll completely. Yeah, he, he overreacted and over everything. He's overcompensating. Yeah, for sure. 
No. You feel good? You feel better getting it off your chest now? Yes. Much better. Let's get okay. the one now. <laughs> All right. Well, before I want to talk about our subject for today, um, well, Jeffrey, you got that little bit. Adriana, anything you want to talk about? Like any, you know, how your day's going? Anything new going on with you? Anything worthy of small talk? Not necessarily. Um, I covered the basics uh, on my show. Castle Walker is moving to another location. Um, life is doing pretty well. I have some things I want to bring up, but this is your show, so I want you to take the lead, and you start off, and we'll go from there. I'm all for it. The whole my show thing. Honestly, like, you were my co-host every single time, and now we're incorporating Jeffrey into this. Actually, if anything, I'm, this show, the title might end up having to change, because it's not even me. It's, it's a co-host, and now we're getting, like, a third person here. So, I mean, Jeffrey may or may not be on a few episodes here and there, but, like, he's pretty much getting to be part of this. So I think we might have to rename this title here eventually if we keep on this pace. Well, I mean, we the shall see. Of, oh, Ashley. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean... The trio of oh, Ashley. Right? <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah, the, the uh, three-way of Ashley, but, you know, but I digress. <laughs> No, the, the logo's going to be a couch in an office. Casting <laughs> couch. So, what I want to talk about primarily just kind of came to my mind. It's about fiction. So, we're like all three of us have our own ways of like what we love about fiction. It's through comics, it's through shows, movies, writing, anything. Like, how... Like, how did fiction, like, come into your life? You know, how did you become immense and wanting to read all the time and end up being, like, a big fan of a certain, like, fan base, like, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, all these different types of things. So, usually there's something that's, like, maybe it's a movie that started you with an obsession, like, okay, now for, like, the next month, I can't think of anything else but besides this thing I just read, this thing I just, re like, watched. Like, either one of you can start. But you can tell me what does fiction mean to you, what it's done for you, just or anything you want to talk about that is fictional. Like, I mean, just the floor is yours. Hmm, uh, Jeffrey, after you, please. Why are you, why are you choosing yeah, and the pressure. next? <laughs> okay, here, I can go first, just so you kind of get, like, just a feel. So, for me, like with fiction, I kind of, I don't know necessarily when it started, I just know I was a kid. And we, as a child, we moved around all the time. I came from a very low-income household. We were moving like every six months. I didn't have friends. And then when I did go to school, I was bullied. So having no friends, bullied all the time, and even home life was not that good, I basically just kind of turned into fiction, which was first with Harry Potter, and then there was animes and different movies and stuff like Star Wars. And I just, it's like you're getting wrapped up in the fantasy world because I don't know if you're a reader or not, but it just, I don't know, your mind just kind of goes somewhere else and you're happy because part of you is part of that story, part of you is in that movie, and it just makes you happy. And then when the internet started getting bigger, this is probably when I'm about 14 years old, and there's a website called DeviantArt. And I, got, I started getting on that website and they had chat rooms and stuff. And then slowly but surely, I end up having a chat room with other friends. And we end up role playing like RP chats and stuff. And I end up having friends from different parts of the country 
just having fun about stuff that we're nerds with. And because again, I go to school during the day, have no friends, get picked on, get bullied, get home, same situation with my own family. And then I get onto the internet and I'm just talking to other people that are kind of maybe in my same situation or even the most, they just like the same thing. So, and now nowadays it's just turned into my own comfort. That's why I love my Star Wars a lot. That's why I love a lot of different fan bases I'm into because it's more of a comfort thing to me. It's like, okay, this is stuff that's been here with me like my entire life. It's just, it's, it's become a part of me where I prefer fictional things over non-fictional most of the time, which it's, so it's hard for me to pick up a book that's a biography, autobiography, uh, something on world events, anything that's actually non-fictional. I prefer to delve into fictional things because to me, it's easier to deal with, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, and you know, uh, when, when Ashley's finished, uh, Jeff, by all means, your turn. Uh, I will gladly go last. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Jeff, I don't know why you feel so nervous. You're literally a writer. I'm not nervous. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just surprised by the audacity. <laughs> I'm um, audacity. Shit, I can't talk. The audacity. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, to be honest, Ashley, um, everything you said, um, I mean, pretty, I know I'm calling it, Ashley. Uh, well, your story kind of sound almost similar to mine. <clears throat> um, yeah, back in school when I was a child, I think, um, I didn't, I had, a, I had friends. I don't know, I wasn't saying, I wouldn't say that I was friendless. I had a lot of, I had a lot of friends in school, but I wasn't, I wouldn't say that. I, Popular? Popular? I don't know. I was popular. I was actually the class, the class clown. So I guess I was popular in a sense. But <laughs> I don't know if that's popular or not. But yeah, everybody knew who I was. But um, I, I, even though I had friends, I didn't connect with them that deeper level. I guess we were just friends at school. So after school, after three o'clock, when I got to when I got home, that was back in Haiti, by the way. When I got home <clears throat> from school. It was mostly just my, my mom and myself, if she was not at work, um, running a business, then it was just me at, at my house. Sometimes the maid was there, sometimes the maid was not there. So when I was by myself at the house, I would just be, I didn't have any friends to reach out to that was nearby. So no neighbors, so I would have to be reading a book. I think that's where my, my first initial uh, Contact with fiction came about was just me relying on um, fiction due to my isolation after school, and then eventually um, I can't pinpoint exactly which book, or which book of fiction actually got me started reading. I can't remember because, um, but I read a lot of books in school. I too, because in, in my schools we had a, we had a lot of libraries, and I love to read from the libraries there, a lot of different books. But I didn't care if it was fiction or non-fictional. I actually love history a lot. I almost majored in history because I love, I love history a lot. I think it's very interesting. Mostly um, European history because I like the battles and stuff and all the crazy stuff about the emperors and kings and all the crazy stuff they did, the mayhem, sex and whatnot. That's very interesting. So I always love history. It's fascinating. So that got me into um, into, but that's not really fictional, I guess, but it's still part of um, reading, I guess, um, 
facet of, of fiction, I guess. Um, but fiction-wise, I would say that, like me, I, like 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 Kuni as well. I also enjoyed Star Wars. Thanks to my cousin that introduced that to me when I was about uh, I think twelve years old, maybe eleven, twelve. But Harry Potter was my first love, though. That's I would say, yeah, Harry Potter is actually what I would say is the book that really propelled me to the next level of of loving fiction, of being actually obsessed with fiction. Because I, I actually read the second book first, read the Chamber of Secrets first, and after that I went back and I read. Because at first I thought it was just a stupid book. I was like, what is this? I don't want to read this. I'm a worship kid who just... <laughs> Like, what is it about? Uh, and then I was supposed actually to write a report about that book. And I basically bullshitted my, my way through the report because I didn't read the first book. And then somehow, because I just, I think I read like a page or two of it, or two pages of the book. And I bullshitted my way through the report. And then somehow I passed. And I was, and actually I found it interesting afterwards and I started reading the second book. Because I, I had to actually report on the second book as well. So I decided to go back and actually read the, the entire thing. So yes, I guess I would say uh, Harry Potter, um, Star Wars eventually, but I read all the classic, man, like um, Treasure Island, um, all the, there's a bunch of books that were uh, uh, French books, I would say, because I, I was in Haiti, so it was mostly French books. Now I can't remember the names, but I read a lot of books when I was a kid, like I was always the kid with a book in his hand and just lost in there, so yeah. Cool. We're basic this bitches prudy. Both of us getting into Harry Potter just like every other nerd. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, I think it's time to make somebody upset here. Um oh, no. a small aside and hate mail ready. I've never seen nor read the Harry Potter uh, books. What? Oh my god. How are we friends? How is that possible? How did you know what I, I am oh my goodness, I am calling child protective services because clearly you have <laughs> not raised your child in a safe environment all these years. I apologize. But I mean but my story makes up for it. And I heard that ding in the background, so yeah, I know what that means. Um <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what got me into fiction, and trust me you guys can uh bash me later. It's okay. Um what got me into fiction, being a uh, poor black kid in Chicago and moving down to Florida at a young age, I didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. I was, you know, we were just broke. We were so broke, we couldn't even spell broke. Um, so going to the library, getting a library card, I just got lost in books. And books helped me, you know, escape the real world. Um, I read the uh, Dragonlance novels. Look it up, millennials. Trust me, you'll, you'll, you'll like it. Um, the Dragonlance novels. And so that... Dragonlance novels? Excuse me? What are they, were they called? Dragonlance? Yeah, Dragonlance. Uh, look up Dragonlance. It's, it's, it's a very good series. Um, it's wizards, witches, uh, spells, sorcery, stuff like that. And I just read that all the time. And that got me sucked into the whole, you know, escapism. So I would go to school, do my homework, do my chores, and just pick up Dragonlance books. And I just kept reading. And, of course, you know, that led me into comic books and various things like that. And as we are today, as I sit here right here right now, I write books, I write plays. 
you know, because of starting off with that. There, there's like a whole list here, buddy. Like, is this like a whole like universe of like Dragonlance novels? Yes, it is. Um, it's just I'm like on Wikipedia looking at this, and there's like novels going all the way back to the 1980s. Exactly. Um, Dragonlance was the original. You can say is the original Harry Potter. It was the original, you know, sorcery stuff like that. You know, Dragonlance was so descriptive, it just pulled you in instantly. It didn't, yeah. It didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about backgrounds or scenery or whatnot. It just pulled you into the characters, and you knew who the characters were by the time you were halfway through the first book. You know, um, I remember a character called uh, Tasselhoff Burfoot. He was, I mean, he was a pickpocket. He would pick locks. He was a thief, stuff like that. And he was an adult but had a child's brain. So, and he he was through all the books, and they were sorcery and just. It was amazing, and those books held my feeble mind for many, many years. That's really cool. That's so cool. I mean, I'm like looking at all of them, and I'm like kind of going through them. So, I feel like if you had the access or maybe the group of friends, I feel like you would have been a Dungeons and Dragons like kid. I was just about to say that same shit, pretty. And what's yeah, what? That's Dungeons and Dragons. Stuff friends. Here. What's really bizarre. <laughs> Is when Dun- when Dungeons and Dragons was his- was in its infancy, in school and people were playing it, I never got into it because I didn't understand how it worked. I didn't understand rolling out the dice and stuff like that. I just wanted to read. I didn't want to play the game. I, w- I just wanted to read the books. And in my head, I wanted to be Tasselhoff Burfoot. I wanted to be a mage. I wanted to be a warrior. I wanted to be, you know, like you know, like an elven stuff like that. You know. So when it came out with the games like that i just never got into it because i mean it you know it didn't stimulate my mind as much as the books did so but like i feel the same way so dungeons of dragons i just they were only like a thing in the back of my mind throughout school because already i was like a loser that that had no friends and online i only ever heard here and there things of dungeons dragons i feel like there's a time skip or a period where people just weren't talking about it or playing it, or at least it wasn't mainstream at the time. Because I know, like, it was a 90s thing or, like, an 80s thing and back for Dungeons & Dragons. And then it seems like in the 90s and the early 2000s to mid-2000s, no one, I mean, if anyone was playing it, again, it wasn't mainstream and it wasn't blasted all over the place. And now you see Dungeons & Dragons a lot of places. I actually have a couple of friends that play Dungeons and Dragons and they've all talked to me about playing it but I don't have the time and the dedication to go into it because a lot goes into it and I've tried looking into it there's a lot of like thoughts and just there's a lot that goes into uh, these things and it's like really interesting and it's funny that you know when I talk to my friends it's like you know oh if you were going to be a Dungeons and Dragon person the best person to depict you would be the barbarian um let's see yeah let's you're, see. you're um, like thank you like a, so okay so barbarian class details uh, i just pulled up uh this is my first time actually reading the description because i know like barbarian just by watching like a show called um vox vox machina on amazon prime which is actually a really good show and um, and just from the things that my friends tell me about with Dungeons and Dragons, clearly with my anger and, you know, me being an idiot, Barbarian kind of goes hand in hand with that. But so Barbarian class details, a tall human tribesman 
or tribeswoman strides through a blizzard draped in fur and hefting his axe. He laughs as he charges towards a frost giant who dared poach his people's elk herd. Um, a half-orc snarls at the latest challenger to her authority over their savage tribe, ready to break his neck with her bare hands as she did to the last six triangles. Frothing at the mouth, the dwarf slams his helmet into the face of his drow foe and then drives and then drives his armored elbow into the gut of another. These barbarians, different as they might be, are defined by their rage, unbridled, unquenchable, and unthinking fury. More than mere emotion, their anger is the ferocity of a cornered predator, the unrelenting assault of a storm, the turning turmoil of the sea. For some, their rage springs from a com communion with fierce animal spirits. Others draw from a ro ro roiling reservoir of anger at a world full of pain. For every barbarian, rage is a power that fuels not only the just battle frenzy, but also uncanny reflexes, resilience, and feats of strength. That totally describes you in a nutshell. <laughs> Um, it's really fun so again it's an animated like it's more of an adult animated show on Amazon Prime called Vox Machina and it's like maybe 12-13 episodes and they're each around 20-25 minutes it's actually really neat and I like it a lot and so the barbarian that's in this of course he just wants to fight rage mode and he loves his alcohol <laughs> Hmm. So he goes into these battles and he's like, he goes to a village or the whole entire like group goes to a village and he's like, where's the beer? Where's the booze? And they're like, yeah, we don't have any left. And he's like, what? I don't want to fucking be here. I don't give a shit what's going on with you guys. What the booze? I don't want to be here. Not my problem. And then like when they're breaking into this castle or something that's in the part of the village, he finds a room full of barrels and he just doesn't want to leave it. There's like a big, huge battle. He's like, but booze, but beer, it's all here. And he find, and he's carrying around a barrel and they're on the other side of the castle and they need to make an explosion. And they look at that barrel. He's like, but, but, but my booze. <laughs> they're like, we're going to die if we don't use that barrel to make it explode. And he actually sat there and thought about it. And I'm like, I relate to this guy. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely Asher right there. My booze, not my booze. What's uh, now a little interesting postscript to uh, Dungeons and Dragons and Dragonlance? Now, Purdy, this is before your time, young man. Um, Dungeons and Dragons was frowned upon, and it was labeled as devil worshipping because you will play on a board with dice and you know, summon dragons and summon wizards and stuff like that. So Dungeons and Dragons, people used to play them in school and get in trouble. Because, of course, you know, you fear something you don't understand. So they thought it was all magic and sorcery and devil worshipping. But reading about it was perfectly fine. But playing the board game was a whole other story. Fascist. Right? But they can worship a guy that likes to get nailed up on boards all damn day. <laughs> exactly. That's just like with a lady, you know, what was it? Like, my friends couldn't believe I said this shit. So when I'm outside of work, I don't, I, I don't start things. I don't. But leave me the fuck alone. I don't want problems. I don't want to deal with shit. Um, one of my friends, she has gauges, you know. And this one lady came up to us. This is, like, years ago. This is, like, probably, like, I was, like, around 20. 
And this lady comes up to her and she's and like looking at her tattoos and her gauges and stuff and talking about Jesus and Christianity and it's a sin what she's doing to her body and she's either gang related or whatever. It was basically just ripping into her and like lecturing her. And despite the stereotype of what she looks like, she's actually a very sweet and very shy girl. So she's not saying anything. And this woman's just laying into her about her gauges and her piercings. My simple thing is, I was like, why do you have such a problem with her being pierced? Jesus got pierced. And <laughs> that woman's <laughs> And then it just went on to being like, you know, just a little, like, you know, I'm being called, I'll go into hell and bullshit, which I already know. Like at this point, I'm like, I got a front, I got a pretty damn good seat. Wait for me. <laughs> so, uh, I just, I can't, I can't stand that. I hate that where people are so wrapped up in their mindset of religion. I don't care what you worship. I don't care. Like, by all means, as long as you're good to yourself, you're good to others, don't be a dick. I don't give a hell what you pursue and what you believe in. But don't be a hypocrite. And there's things that's completely fucked up in your holy book. And then I can't just simply play a game. I'm not trying to summon a demon. I mean, if I can actually summon a demon, that would be bonus points. But that's not my goal here. Well, well, I mean, it's cool to summon a demon, but it does, maybe that's how I was made. My mom yeah, was like, people will always complain about stuff like that. It's always, there's always a Karen somewhere worrying about other people. <laughs> always a Christian Karen, too. There's always, there's always one. I just hate it. I just can't stand it. Like, just let people enjoy what they like. That's it. Just let them enjoy it. <laughs> If you're not, if it's not illegal, if you're not harming somebody else, you're not hurting yourself, you and you just like it. I don't care if you're a fifth-year-old watching My Little Pony. If you're not being disgusting, you're not being a pervert, you're not doing anything illegal, but you just want to sit there and watch little cartoon ponies because that just makes you happy, I don't give a fuck. <sighs> and then there's that people that have never watched fucking Harry Potter. Right? Those people are like, I don't understand how they exist. Like, that makes no sense. We need to round them up, put them in a... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I broke him of Star Wars. I am getting on Harry Potter. You know what? I actually am going to be messaging somebody here shortly and to help get this train moving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need to get that train moving. <laughs> and I know how to get this train moving, and, I, and Adrian knows who I'm talking about, so I'm going to be messaging that person. I'm like, hey, what's up with this? I have no idea who you're talking about. Um, yeah, but... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to just do it right now. Uh-oh. Now, while you're doing that, now, I will gladly watch Harry Potter if you read one book of Dragonlance. Try it out. I really I really think you'll like it. Uh, now, now, as you're typing that, uh, Jeff, I do have a question for you. Shoot. Now, because now we're talking about fiction, and we're talking about how, you know, how we went through escapism, uh, reading books and stuff like that when we were younger. Now we're now now we're older, you know, mature adults. Some of us are, and we <laughs> we we talk to each other, you know, through means of texting and FaceTime and stuff like that. And I recently had this weird epiphany that what happens if I just stop texting people and actually put this theory to the test? Um, it's been a week since I sent out text to people since I reached out to people and it's been really really eye-opening to know you know who goes out of the way to 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 to, uh, to talk to you to check on you and stuff like that now did you feel if you just stop texting people 
what would you think will happen in your life? Oh, Jeff, I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll 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 go in a circle. We'll start with Jeff, and then we'll go then we'll go to Ashley. What would I think would happen if people would stop texting me completely? No, if you stop texting just for a week, just without even saying a word, just stop texting for a week. I stop texting for a week. To be honest, hmm, I don't see anything would change for a week. Be like weeks or a month, but for a week, I don't see anything changes major. I don't see any major changes happening my life or yeah uh, not, no I'm, I'm sorry go ahead Ashley I don't go text ahead. that much to be honest I really don't text that much even Ashley was my best friend we don't text that often um, so <laughs> no we don't we can communicate with memes exactly so I don't see texting affecting anything majorly in my life to be honest like when I was younger maybe more because I feel like as I got older I've started to communicate less, maybe? Uh, because I feel like my circle has grown very um, smaller, so there's less of a need for me to communicate as much. But if it's not about work, or if it's not about something very crucial, family or work or something like that, then I really don't feel the need to be texting all the time. And Ashley, what about you? Uh, so it's kind of the same way i've pretty much blocked out a lot of people in my life i don't talk to a lot of people anymore um and i really kind of phase people out after like my dad passed away so i don't really talk to many people nowadays um if i just didn't text anyone for a week i believe honestly the only people that would notice would be Jeffrey and my and my oldest brother. That's it. Because Jeffrey and I at least send memes at least like every day, like constant memes. Um, sometimes we'll have conversations, but we mostly communicate with just memes. I I don't know if it's just you know oh well you know this is my best friend and they also enjoy this stupid shit, or it's just our own way of like keeping in touch every day, even though we're not gonna have a constant conversation. But I feel like if if he just kept sending me memes and then for like a week i never once responded to any of them i never once sent a reply i feel like prudy would probably reach out to me and be like hey are you still alive and i probably would be the same way if i didn't hear from him or get any memes actually honestly after a few days i'd be like uh let me send one meme here you know i haven't heard from him now i'm gonna call him still haven't heard from him. okay well this weekend when i'm off work i'm gonna go bang on his door and wonder what the fuck um so there's that and then my oldest brother and i him and i send a snapchat at least every day we send it we don't really talk every day but we send at least some stupid photo because there's the streak thing and we just keep it going so every day especially in the morning when we wake up it's like okay i'm gonna just send you a picture of me with a stupid filter of the sun of me driving just something but we always send a picture so i feel like honestly if he hasn't even heard from me for out the the day, if it's come by nighttime and he hasn't heard from me, actually, even by late afternoon, he will still send me stuff. He's like, are you alive? Are you okay? What's up? So I feel like Jeffrey and my brother are going to be like the only two people that would notice me not messaging. Now, I'm just kind of curious because the reason why I asked that is because I'm wondering, you know, with us being adults, 
and having our own lives and everything, are we less tied to our phones versus, you know, say teenagers or people in their early 20s? Because we can go without messaging people for a week and be totally fine with it. Whereas, you know, the younger people, hate to even say that, younger people are just glued to their phones. What? <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, Jeffrey, you answered. It's your turn. Nah, I was laughing because of the stupid post you sent me, but <laughs> that was crazy. But, um, I think adults, we still use our phones, but maybe we'll use it in a, in a less communicative way that we use it in the past. Like the, the old phones back in the days, um, <laughs> uh, like the old phones back in the days, we used to only use those to communicate with like um, people all the time. People used to make call, phone calls all the time, to family members, friends. I feel like there was more communication back then. We were using the phones with the cords, you know, the actual little thing where you have to turn it with your finger and just the little ring, ring. That's pretty cool. I used to use those when I was a kid. Um, so we don't do that anymore. Our phones are mostly used now. I think personally, they use now to scroll social media for like jokes or um, funny videos or information about things that matters to us. Um, us trying to find um, sexual partners or people who are single like me and stuff like that. So I don't think we, I don't think uh, the cell phone as, I feel like the cell phone is still communicative in a certain sense, not in the old fashioned sense of always communicating with somebody every day in that sense. It's more of a exploring um, the side of the internet that we are fascinated by that's important to us, if that makes sense. So I think I kind of agree. I remember being a kid and I'm on the phone, like with what like couple friends I would have throughout the years, I remember that we, you just couldn't get me off the phone. I, it was just constantly talking and this is on landline still. And this is when I'm still 14 years old because you know, still having a landline, the cell phones weren't as booming at this point because you're still paying for minutes and texting and, and whatnot. So I remember talking to a couple friends, again, you couldn't get me off the phone. And one of those friends would be someone I was actually on DeviantArt chatting with. If we weren't on the phone, we were on DeviantArt chatting. And now with my phone, I always make the joke that I honestly, I don't understand why I pay for a phone bill. I should just use it for just the Wi-Fi purposes because I don't really text and call. I don't remember the last time I really made a phone call to anyone unless I absolutely had to. I don't remember the last time I had my phone that not on silent, which makes my mom and my husband pretty upset when they're trying to talk to me. And I just, and I'm a really bad person to, to chat with and Hadrian knows this very well. I am just horrible at talking. It's unless you're in my daily routine, like my brother and Jeffrey and my husband, it's very hard for me to like, to communicate. Even with Jeffrey, he knows when he sends me a text message, it's like three to five business days before I respond to it. It's, it's that bad with my communication. Most of the time, it's not me purposely, uh, you know, ignoring you. It's my mind. My attention span's really short. I have really bad anxiety problems. So it's like in my head, I'm replying. In my head, I'm thinking about it. But for some reason, my I don't want to tap on the message. Because for some reason, my mind's like, I don't want a message right now because I might get caught up in a conversation and I'm not in the good headspace to be in a conversation right now. 
so all these things kind of play into it. So, but going back to it, yeah, I think with today's technology and our cell phones, they're more used as um, just a source of entertainment than for communication. And fair enough with that. So, you know, since now I talked about something and Ashley talked about something, Jeff, by all means, you pick and you contribute to the, uh, you, know, to, to, you know, to her show here. Sorry, God, it's about stocks again. <laughs> oh yes so just like Ashley said we're going to talk about stocks woohoo I'm just kidding <laughs> actually um, I don't know what should I t I don't have any ideas I don't have any topics that I want to discuss um, specifically let's see oh, what's interesting smoke <laughs> from over here and what that, that, What'd you say? Don't worry about it. Continue. Oh, uh, you're so lucky I didn't hear you because my, my microphone was breaking up. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> Are you making fun of me, pretty? No. There she is. You will be punished for this. Know this, mortal. But let's see. What could I talk about? Yes, this is a good podcast content right here. See, it's it's great. <laughs> yeah, no pressure or anything, you know, it's not like you're just wasting our time. <laughs> oh, he's prepared for this. Now see, this oh, is what people yeah. tune yeah, into. What Adrian does, he just throws curveballs at you. Right? Like, who does that? What type of guy? Well, I mean, well, I mean, actually, this is your show, so I mean, by all means, take over, you know, if you want to, you know, no, chime in with something. Say something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Actually, I went to see the movie Ambulance um, last night, and that movie was amazing. You guys should definitely check it out. It was pretty cool. I think it was directed by Michael Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Let me, let me double check here. But it was like the camera movement that, of that film was just simply incredible. Um, <laughs> so let me just see. Um, hold on. And... <laughs> I think we stumped him. I truly think we stumped him. Um, like I said, he, uh, hey man, he's got like, well, I got two brain cells, he's got one. <laughs> hey, do not make fun of my single brain cell. It works just fine. No, I'm making fun of it. I know it's trying. <laughs> we have to encourage him. It's okay. We have to encourage him. You know, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, this is our little Jeffrey here. We have to make sure our little Jeffrey's going well. We have to be nice to him and coach him along. Be nice. This is my show. <laughs> oh man. Keep Jeff's no, name no, out no, your no, fucking mouth, you okay? It's a great, it's a great film. It's a great film. It's my list. I should check it out. So that's all I have to say, really. So, um, sorry about that. I'll add it to my list. <laughs> okay, so I, was, I wasn't prepared. Nobody told me I was gonna I was gonna have to talk up for a long time. Oh, welcome to the show where Adrian, where it's where it's my show, but Adrian just throws curveballs at you, and you just it just makes you want to throw punch him sometimes. You love him, but you want to throw punch him. Well, I mean, I feel the love. I mean, you know, and plus I want to keep the show moving along and keep everyone interested. And by all means, Jeff, you're part of the show. So we want you to contribute. Of course, of course, I understand. Um, so, um, yeah, so, you know, it's uh, <laughs> very intriguing that we exist. I mean, right? 
Human beings. I mean, what's that about, you know? Human <laughs> If you tell us that, you know, the world's going to blow up and we're all going to die, we heard that before. So that brought the show down last time. So we're not going to have a repeat of that. No, we're not going to repeat of that whatsoever. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, um, have you guys ever thought about the fact that we are, um, that we have consciousness? The fact that we're here talking, that you guys can actually hear my voice, that you actually understand what I'm saying, that you know my name, and that somehow my name has meaning to you, and that um, I have meaning in the world, that you have meaning somehow, that we create this meaning through our senses, through our through the sense of voice, through um, through vision, through the atoms that are going back and forth. It's a, it's a simply just incredible the fact that, that we exist here. Um, I mean, isn't that just crazy that we exist? I mean, like, why do we even exist? <laughs> okay. Why do we I, even exist, right? Okay, Jeff. Um, I apologize. And I don't mean to cut you off because that's rude. But in wrestling, I'm making something called the hot tag, which means I'm tagging you out of the match and I'm putting myself in. Because slowly but surely, I think you're running out of things to talk about. So uh, I'm going to jump in here just for a second. And, uh, and uh, you, will be our Ed, you will be our Ed McMahon moving forward. You just sit in the back and laugh and, and have a good time with it. It's okay. It's uh, perfectly yeah, fine. Here. So, <laughs> so, so, so Ashford, I, I do have a question for you. Yes. <laughs> When our time is called, when it's time to punch our proverbial card in our lives, how do you want to be remembered? Oh, when I die, that I'm an asshole. Gotta have something more than that. Gotta have something more than that. No, honestly, that I, there's nothing I want to be remembered for. There's nothing I don't contribute to society in any way. Um, I can admit that I'm, I have a funny, dark humor side to me, and I make a lot of people laugh around me because that's how I deal with, you know, my constant anxiety and um being so very insecure but i don't i don't plan having children um i'm not again i'm not making any large contributions to society if i do one day awesome but as of right now i'm honestly just living uh i go where my husband wants to go and just that's it so i've actually told um i told i've told jeffrey this and i've told my other friend becky this that when I die, uh, go uh, the, you're doing a eulogy for me or some other bullshit. Just go up there and say she didn't like none of y'all. Go fuck yourselves, and I am fine with that. Please don't say, um, oh, she would have loved to hear you talk about how great she was. No, no, don't greater was no roast me. I don't give a fuck. Don't put. I think I said there was a meme. Don't put like photoshop angel wings and a halo over me i swear to fucking god i don't want a religious burial like some christian bullshit i don't care if my husband wants to do a muslim prayer for me i'm fine with that because he's my husband but other than that, don't make some super religious funeral for me just put me in the damn ground and be done with it so no going back to your question there's nothing i care to think of that i can be remembered for just for my good friends that i was funny and i was okay to be around maybe slightly obnoxious sometimes but other than that, I don't see myself, like, I feel like I will ebb away from people's memories within time and I'll be easily forgotten, which is life. I mean, it's sad. 
um, if I could change things, I wish I could be like the supreme overlord throughout time and like monuments built in my image. But unfortunately, I'm not there. So, you know, again, she was an asshole. That's it. So, so, so Jeff, before I get to you, so in other words, you think, you know, you, you're born, you do stuff, and then you pass on. I mean, do you feel that, you know, do you feel that we're here for a particular reason? Not to get too deep. I mean, do you feel that, that we're here for a particular reason or just to come in, you know, eat, shag, and sleep? Basically. So I'm not so far um, on the side that Jeffrey's on. And I'm by far not religious. I don't believe in religion. I think it's all just scams, cons, and hypocrisy. That's that's where I'm at. I'm agnostic. So I, to me, I think there's something. I don't know. I, again, I have no evidence. Like, I have a lot of things I struggle with, things that's happened in my life that makes me struggle if anything is real, if something is or isn't, like, you know, et cetera. So I'm not atheist, but I'm not religious either, so I just settle with agnostic where I think that there's something, I just don't know what. Um, I, okay, like for instance, let's say, you know, we have God. Um, let's say that's all true and all, well, I don't think he has anything to do with what the fuck we're all doing. We, we born, we're, we're, we are born, I'm sorry. We eat, we live, we fuck, we die. I mean, we just love life. I don't like it when some, like when all these good things happen and it's like, oh, thank God, God has blessed me for these really great things. And then the next day your life is so shitty, but you're not allowed to blame God. Like, I hate that shit. Like, oh yeah, I won a million dollars. Thank God, thank, praise Jesus, holler. And then the next day, you know, your car gets broken down. You've been robbed. And, you know, and some, like, old lady just comes up and punches you, and you can't say, and you're like, oh, it's the devil. What the fuck? Like, I don't, I don't understand that logic. So, that's, that's where I'm at here, is that, okay, we have a, a benevolent being that's watching us, like, God, like, don't, don't, I don't, I don't get, I, I, be, I believe, and by the same time as I don't think he, she, it has anything to do with what we're going on. I think it just created us, and it's like, um, you know, like a standard, like, well, not standard dad, but like, you know, the stereotypical dad that's like, peace, I'm out. Um, he's not a boomerang. He's not coming back. And it's just, again, it's, it is what it is. That's, that's how I feel like it. It is what it is. When I die, I'm going to find out what's happening. I like to live my life as best as I can. I don't try to say I'm a super good person. Um, I know I make my, my mistakes. I will continue to make my mistakes. And I'm just hoping that if I die and there is something past that, it's like, you know what? She tried, she was really stupid and she was really bad at trying to be good, but she made effort and you know what? That's dope. Cause for me, where a part of me wants to believe in this stuff is that it really stems from, I want to see my dad again. That's how, that's like the only thing that's in my mind is like, I would like, I really want this all to be true because I want to see my dad again. Either it can be a form of conscious that like when I die, that's like the last thought is that I happen to see my dad or you know there is another side or whatever happens. I want to see my dad again. I want to see my Max whenever he passes one day. I want to see my husband if he goes before me. And I really hope I go before him because I don't know what the fuck to do if he goes before me. So yeah, that's, um, that's my takeaway. And then with Jeffrey, he's just depressing where he's just like, we, we live and then we die and then there's nothing. 
Representation of myself, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> they just represent my online persona. There are multiple sides of Jeffrey. Okay, so oh, well, so there's hospitals for that. <laughs> so, what is your take on this, Jeff? I mean, you know, I mean, what do you feel that you have a purpose here on Earth? Do you feel you have a purpose, or are you just here just to do just the basic things? And, and you know, and how would you like to be remembered? Um. Yeah, um, I think when I was younger, perhaps, I did believe in all the stuff that I was told as a kid, all the religious upbringing that my mother and my family um, grew up in. So it's all part of that. But I think now that I've grown older and I have had my own experiences and have my own self-teaching, read, listen, observe, all these... Um, all that has led me to the belief that there's there's absolutely no true purpose on earth um and yeah i guess i would say that i'm many that i'm many things but um there's also one percent part of me that thinks that there's possibly that's <laughs> not true and there's um uh, there's a part of me that believes that one percent part of me that believes that if there if God existed, or if there was a superior um, intelligence out there, it would let itself be known to us, and it would manifest itself physically, so we could actually perceive it ourselves well, in this can, world. Can, can I give a rebuttal on that part? This, this is like part of the hypocrisy. What? what? No, well, no, no. There's, there's this is a part where the hypocrisy comes in, where you just said, if there's God, like he would make himself known. Well, so, okay, we have prophets throughout time. Um, you know, there's Muhammad, there's Jesus, there's Gandhi, there's all these people that throughout history have played some kind of part. Whether it's through cons, whether they actually were, or they truly believe they were, or however you want to play it. So we have nowadays where someone just simply says, I hear a voice, and then they're deemed crazy. So when you say, Oh well, we if we have God, He make Himself known. How do we not know God hasn't made Himself known? How do we not know like like with the whole prophet thing? What if there's a prophet that's in our world today, and he's trying to speak the will of God or the will of Cthulhu or whoever, and he's actually legit, and everyone thinks he's batshit fucking crazy, and he's high, he's schizophrenic. So that's that's the part that I say here is that's where humanity has evolved in where we have all these people throughout time that no one living today can actually say they were there and they can account for it we all go by through books which especially with the bible and other holy books have been recorded and changed throughout history to go along with whoever is in charge of whatever because people are fucking stupid but so again it goes back to my point is how do we not know that we have someone that's present today maybe they were here 50 years ago 100 years ago maybe they'll be here tomorrow and no one's going to fucking believe it because of CGI, because of fake videos on the internet, because people being crazy, people being so caught up in their own beliefs and negativity that they're like, you know what? No. Well, you can get the most uptight, caring, Christian person on the planet. Jesus can walk up to her door and say, hey, you're a bitch. And she's going to scream and cuss at them 
and it's it was Jesus himself that's that's there and that so that's where you just don't know and that's where we are as today as society that we'd rather fit in the face of God than accept what we don't like oh yeah that's very interesting um <clears throat> And now we think we, um, and, and now we think we stumped him a little bit. Um, but no, but, but go ahead, Jeff. Continue, and you know, like we're done. Uh, it'll be my turn to uh, to respond to that. Yeah, um, technology has definitely made it more difficult to um, realize um, who is telling the truth and whatnot. Because um, everything can be edited now, um, we can be we can perceive anything thanks to thanks to um, a lot of new technologies like uh, deep fake. I think as a guy who pretends to be Tom Cruise online and he really looks like Tom Cruise, and it's incredible. And so yeah, a lot of things can be made to appear as it is. But uh, if my point is my my idea is it's like how if God did truly exist. Why would he only talk to one person every like two centuries and whatnot? Why would he not be physically with us on this planet and actually converse with us like a normal regular person? Why does he have to speak through prophets? I think that's dangerous because when you speak through prophets now, they have their own interpretations of what they see. And they can just, you don't know who that prophet is. You don't know what that prophet truly believes in. You don't know what his motivations are or her motiva motivations are. So whatever ideas that they want to impress upon the people, if the people are so willing to believe that, um, since the people, most of them are stupid, so they will believe that and they will follow the uh, the, the precepts of this, of this um, prophet. So that, I think that's where I feel like that doesn't make sense. I don't think that doesn't make sense. If if the intelligence or if God truly existed, it would be there physically with us, talking with us. There will not be a need of prophets. The idea of prophets just to me, just like the church, because the church is basically like a, some type of, uh, it's like a representation of, of the idea of God. It's like a prophet. It's like an inter, inter am I saying right, intermediary? So it's basically just telling us what it believes that God wants us to do. It's like, how do you even know if the church or if the prophet is actually speaking the truth? How do you know if what the prophet is saying is the truth about what God is wants us to do? So that in itself is uh, a flaw in that I don't get your prophets, and and yeah, I don't, I don't, that doesn't make sense. That's not logical to me. And that, that's a very interesting take on it. Um, for me, I have an idea. I have some sort of faith, and I tell you why. Long story short, I was raised Baptist. You know, as a kid, I don't know what that was. All I knew was I had to go to this place and kneel and stand and kneel and stand and say God a lot. And you know, I wanted to eat the crackers they were eating. The grape juice smelled really, really good. Um, so I really didn't know what else came along with it. That was a joke, people. Don't freak. And um, being young, you know, you were just it was just instilled in you that you had to believe in this thing this invisible this invisible man in the sky and you had to behave a certain way and do things a certain way or else you wouldn't meet that man in the sky so you know and until uh weird dude and until uh i got older and began to began to think for myself you know i figured i was here for a reason 
And what that reason is, I don't know. You know, and I feel that we're all here for a reason. If not, we're just, you know, meat with eyes, you know, just kind of roaming around. So I just try to make the most of what I have every single day just for me, I guess. You know, I'm not really trying to appease anything, you know, the invisible man in the sky or the evil horn guy down below. You know, I'm just trying to just excel in something every single day because, you know, I have to I have to feel in my heart that I have a purpose. And whatever that purpose is, I'm going to achieve it every single day because once I'm done, I'm done. So I know it goes totally against what Ashley was going for, but I want to be remembered as just a decent guy. And I'm an asshole. That's no doubt about that. I am a schmuck. I'm an asshole. I am the devil. Everything everything wrapped up into a nice little big black ball. That's racist. And other than that, I just, you know, I'm just me. You know, there's a whole lot, there's a whole lot of people that like me more than they do hate me. So I tend to focus on people that like me. So back to you, Ashford. What else is on your mind? So I'm really trying to find the story because I read this story and watched a, a video about it a, a couple of years ago. And that kind of goes into like, you know, throughout history with con artists, with certain religions and so on and so forth. Um, so basically, and again, that's what I've been trying to do the last few minutes is I'm on my laptop trying to find a story and I can't find it. Basically, you know, there was this man, this is back, um, you know, way before Victorian times, let's say medieval, like somewhere between medieval and Victorian times. Basically, this guy comes to a village, city, kingdom, whatever you want to call it. He says he traveled to Thailand, to China, and he completely made up stories. He completely made up a whole language of how they talked. He basically made up a whole thing that was not Thailand and Thailand. And he just made up a whole thing. He's never traveled there. He's never left the kingdom. He's just like, you know, I'm going to blow people's minds. And then people that actually traveled there come back and like, no, he's lying. We were literally just there like a year ago. And here's our proof. And he was so believable that he had those people accused as liars and exiled. They weren't killed or anything. They were just exiled because people that were legit people that actually were there he was so good at being a con artist that uh, made believable that people still continue to believe him. And then he wrote a book, like after so many years, saying how he lied, how like, you know what, like he confessed and like, oh no, I just made all this shit up. And he was so confident in conning into these people, but, but this is the reason why I did it, to teach you guys and blah, blah, blah. And they made him a professor. So this is like mind blowing that you know, he created his life for so long, and then I can't remember if he was caught or he deliberately just confessed or was like a little bit of both. But then he just wormed his way out of it and making people believe him that, yeah, but I did it for your benefit. I did it because of this and a teaching moment. And then he became to be still an important person. And I'm really trying to find him in like trying to find that story, trying to find like the name and stuff that where that happened. And I can't find it, which is bugging me because I clearly remember watching something about it and then reading something following after it because I thought it was very interesting. So this is where my story is when it comes to cars with religions and prophets in the past. And I'm not going to go around saying which prophet was fake, which religion is fake. Um, I don't like to talk to people that are fully into their faith. I, I'm all for having a conversation. But I'm not going to make someone sit there and feel stupid that they're part religion. Because again, where it comes back to the motto is don't be a dick. 
you know, I don't care what, what your faith is, what you practice, as long as you're good to yourself, you're good to others. And that's what I'm here for. You know, uh, I support you, all that. Uh, again, for me, I do not participate with any religions. I don't attend church or nothing, but I do believe. I believe in something. I just don't know what it is, but I do, I like to believe. So my biggest thing is like, I'm just gonna be a good person and then, or be the best person I can try to be knowing that I make my mistakes, but you know, whatever waits for me when I die or nothing waits for me, that's, you know, that's up for debate. And, um, but I just, I hate hypocrisy. I hate it when I see someone that goes to church, attends church, and it's all about Jesus and love and forgiveness. And then they're a shit person to, to someone that's working in customer service. Um, I like worked my last job. Most people went to church because I would see their checks with the church deposits and whatnot. And they were just the nastiest, shittiest people. And, and I'm like, I like fucking hypocrite. And then there's people that pick and choose what they want to believe in. They, they have the, you know, their religion. They only want to pick and choose what they want to, um, what do you call it? To pray about, to do and stuff. But then there's pieces in there like, oh, well, that's just old. We don't have to do that. But you, you're practicing other things that's actually older than that chapter in that verse. Yeah, well, that's semantics. Like, we're, it's not important. Then they worm their way out of it. Like, no, if you're really part of religion, go all in it. Don't just pick and choose what you want. Like, it's not a fucking buffet. That's not what religion is. So it's just, it, like, we can probably make this into a whole other podcast at some point. But, again, it's, like, there's so many things that were, it makes you question if religion is really worth it. I think it's worth it if because people need some kind of guidance. I think it's worth it if it's gonna help you to make good decisions and be good for yourself and others. But when you use religion to turn it into hate, to be harmful to others and just be a fucking dick, then I hate it. I can't stand it. And so there's all these things that back it up more. Con artists in history, um, people in the churches that just want to take your money in the name of God, but then, you know, the next day you see them drive around Ferrari. Well, God made me, wanted me to have this. No, he fucking did it. You did. <laughs> it's, it, you know, it, it's definitely quite an interesting topic to talk about because it can go in so many ways, you know, it can, it's, it can be confusing, say, person A wants to really speak about the word and faith, and then there's person B who speaks about the word and faith just to get money out of your pockets, or person C speaks, you know, the word and faith just to get in your pants. So, I mean, there's so much, you know, you know, to delve into and it's been so just, uh, you know, perverted and in so many ways. And of course, I mean, worse comes to worse, you know, there's always a church, you know, the church of Shrek, but I'm not going to attend that because he's very perverted and he wants my butt. So it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> so on top of that, I mean, as the show winds down, I'm going to hand it back over to Jeff. So let's come on, Jeff. We're going to try this again. What's on your mind? Give us something profound. Ask us something good. What you got in there? Um, something profound. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man, you guys can turn this curveballs. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not very interesting, as you guys can tell. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a writer. I just write about stuff and. And I read a lot about a bunch of stuff that nobody cares about. And yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. 
Um, let's see here. Um, something for phone. Oh yeah, so I was going to mention that before because I just I was just checking Instagram earlier. So stoicism is like a very interesting philosophy. Um, it it's, I think it started in Greece and it's basically about um, self control and there's also a lot of precepts about um, like a lot of the Stoics were religious. But some of them, I don't think, they, they were not religious per se, but they believed in something as well. So, like, just to go back into that idea, it's just that whether you believe or not, I don't think it truly matters because we're both we're all going to meet the same end. So I think it's okay to, like Ashley said, it's okay to believe in what you want to believe in as long as you're not being hurtful to somebody else. That's, I think that's the main thing because we all on this planet. We have to share it. We're gonna be there for a few years, so we should. Have, we might as well make everybody enjoy the ride for the for the duration. But fortunately, due to our history, we know that's not gonna happen. And due to the history that I'm aware of, I'm a, because I'm a lover of history, I know that um, it, that's not how people usually react. Um, whenever there is a, an idea, whenever there is, um, there's always gonna be a group of people that suffer because of that. Unfortunately, but that's just that's but that's not just with religion. That's with everything else, whether it's economics, whether it's um, religion, whether it's with race, whatever, um, money. There's always something that's always gonna bring about some type of um, repression in some sense. But we should just try to be better people, obviously. But I'm not the first one who said that. Obviously, um, Jesus said that, right? Jesus said that, and who else said that? Martin Luther King said that. Um, John Lennon said that, right? But they're all dead right now, so I can't really. So it's not a good, um, it's not a good history rap. But I wish I had a more uplifting message. But I guess my main point is we need to do better as human beings. Um, and whether we believe or not, ultimately it doesn't truly matter. Um, who's right? Who's wrong? Who cares? Just make sure that you're doing better every day that you treat everybody on earth as well as you can that's the best answer i can give anybody right now fair enough and ashley do, do you have anything for us as we you know as your show comes to a close no because i know we're, we're we, i think we've actually gone past our hour mark here um no i think we're good i think we can go ahead and put in some plugs and we'll finish it off with you know the usual. Uh, you can, of course, find me on Instagram, Majestic Nerd Lady. You're not going to find me on any other platform for the time being, but Majestic Nerd Lady. And yeah, I actually want to further discuss what we're talking about on like maybe the next episode, if I remember. But uh, yeah, uh, go ahead and do your plugs. Uh, Jeff, wh where can they find you? Oh, yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram. Um, I have Spaceship Will Travel is the name. You can also find me on my blog, travel at wordpress.com. Actually, I think I just bought a domain, so you could probably find me as aspaceshipwholtravel.com as well. Um, and yeah, um, I have a bunch of cool blogs there about um, economical stuff and fiction and whatnot. Check it out. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, we really can't end the show on a somber note. Of course, you can always find us here at uh, walkerac76.podbean.com 
We are now on Samsung Podcast, a brand new uh, app that picked us up for this show. Jeff, we are popular, so come on, get with the program here, come on. Um, and we have so much going on. Now, we can't end the show on a down ending. And I know the joke will be coming soon, Ashley, but I have to ask one more question to, to, to everyone in the room. Now, of course, we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit here. During certain times where we're, which each one of us are talking, we start to giggle. Um, we're sending memes to one another. So this is why we giggle here and there like little school children. Um, so my, main, my final question for the group is, how do you think this podcast is going so far? I asked this before, but now since with the addition of, of Jeff... And I'll start with you, Jeff. In your honest opinion, how do you think the podcast is going so far with the root of all Ashley? Oh, yeah. So far, it's going great, I think. I'm really enjoying it. It's. I look forward to the Tuesday nights. It's one of my favorite period of times now. Then I'm going to be hanging out with my pruny and with Adrian. So it's always cool to do that. And I enjoy you guys. I enjoy talking with you guys. And I, and I enjoy um, finding out what you guys are thinking about your point of view. So... Um, so it's always cool to be here. So for me, like it's it's the same thing. Uh, I just like it. It's just having fun. I like where some episodes we get a little serious, and then like episodes like this, we're just idiots. And I just like the progress that we're making on you, Adrian, because the last couple of shows where Jeffrey and I are sending memes and we're giggling like stupid little schoolgirls, and you're sitting in your own like corner, like our room. I am mature. I am an adult. I don't need to stoop to their level. And then this episode, you're doing the same damn shit. So, <laughs> and then there, I've heard a couple of your laughs because I know you like to mute yourself, and we never get to hear your actual like little giggles yourself. And I want, and I'm slowly liking that we're breaking this mold because it's taking evolution in Adrian and how we record these shows. I feel like it makes it more organic. It's like, you know, um, letting the ties loose, you know, unbuckling the belts, like, you know, with a full belly. It's like, all right, we can relax. We can just let it be as it is. We talk about stupid shit. We talk about fun shit. And it just, it's like, it, it's starting to become a routine for me where I like as my anxiety is being worked on and all this stuff where it's like I thoroughly enjoy being here and I thoroughly enjoy that I get to talk to you guys and I just like that I get to have fun by recording these. Yeah, and and I won't lie. I mean I put pressure on myself, you know, to do a show, whether it be to help produce, you know, your show or do my show on Fridays or produce um Cerberus with Miss Bradley or just anything in between. I put a little, I put a whole lot of pressure on myself. This is why when I get excited, I talk fast. I have to slow down. Um, and doing this, doing your show with Jeff, I kind of sit back. I have to learn how to relax and learn how to laugh and have a good time with the show because I'm always worrying about how it's going to turn out, how how it sounds, how it balances, stuff like that. So, yes, yes, I unmuted the mic and I started laughing along with you guys and sending memes and everything. So, I think the show is progressing all the time by leaps and bounds, and I get excited when you message me saying, hey, let's do another show. This show we're going to release tonight. Um, there was a previous show that we all did before, and we're going to make that the following uh, Tuesday. So any last words from the room before we end off with the uh, joke of Ashley? Not really, but, well, I guess before I, I, I talk about that, um, one other thing, because we were talking about fiction and Dungeons and Dragons. I don't, I don't think either of us are going to be playing anytime soon. 
but one of my searches while we've been talking was you know like the you know the typical quizzes online is you know what character i be it's kind of a common thing it's a 140 question multiple multiple choice quiz that basically at the end it's going to depict what character what kind of character you'd be in D. so if i sent you the, both of you the link and you don't have to do it right away but sometime before next tuesday would you got would both of you be willing to take this quiz and we can just kind of talk about the results just a little bit. It doesn't have to be a whole episode. Just just out of curiosity when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons, based off of your answers, who you're going to be. Absolutely. So. Sure, yeah. But wait, you said how many questions? <laughs> it's 140. 140 That's questions. what you got a whole week. Nerds. <laughs> All right, that's fine. I know I can do this while I'm like at work or like maybe this weekend because my husband's fasting for Ramadan. So during the weekends, there's not a whole lot I'm doing. So I know I can, de- if I don't do it this week, I can definitely do it. So, and when you take this, when you take the test, like screenshot your results or do something. So that way you don't forget. So when, like, let's say you do the quiz tomorrow, you see your results. So come Tuesday, like, oh yes, I was supposed to be an elf. Okay, and? I was an elf. What else? <laughs> I have a bow and arrow. Yes, we'll okay, let's, let's, what else? Tomorrow night. So, like, so, so just remember to take the test sometime within the next week and do a screenshot of your results so we can just chat about it a little bit. And I think it'd just be a little interesting because now I want to know if I would truly be a barbarian or evil warlock. War, warlock. Blech. So, yeah. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for it. At work. Well, I put the link in the Discord, so definitely do this. And then something else. I actually, now that I'm starting to get used to Discord a little bit more and more, um, I would like to hear feedback. So from, you know, I know we don't have like a big, huge horde of followers listening, but I think what I would like to do is create a Discord for the show specifically. And anyone that listens to the show, they can go, they can be added to that Discord channel where it, you know, there can be chaos and then they can ask their questions to either of us. You know, it's just like another little thing where, you know, it's just a Discord chat for our listeners. And if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, I'm all for it. Sure. So, <laughs> I might create a chat too and, you know, we'll plug it maybe the next recording or something. But, um, you know, it's just something else to kind of, you know, if anyone that l- listens, they would like to participate in, they, they can um, if not, then they can go fuck themselves. Ah, there it is. That. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, any, any final words for anyone, or am I going to finish this off? Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Final last words. Um, Jeff, thank you as always. And with the root of all, Ashley, this show can go for one hour. It can go for 30 minutes. It can go for three hours. It's up to you. It's your show. So thank you very much for once again having me on the show. Jeff, always a pleasure. Keep laughing, dude. And uh, Ashley, it's up to you. You know, you know, send us off on a good note. Oh no, I was kind of struggling. Uh, I was going to make a joke about carpentry, but I didn't think it would work. <laughs> uh, I'm so mad at that. That's terrible. This is actually terrible. No, never mind. Can we cut this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna cut it right here. Good, good night, everyone. We're gonna cut it. Hey. Ha, ha, ha.